It's great to see a good number of us gathered here, and it's great for those who are joining us from home as well. And I just have a question for you to begin. Have you ever wished that you could know exactly what someone was really thinking? Yeah, me too. I don't know, maybe when you've gone for an interview, a job interview, or when you've met someone for the first time. Sometimes it can be really hard to know what other people are thinking, what they're really thinking. And that sometimes can be quite unsettling if we're left with that feeling that we don't really know where we stand with them. Although I'm saying that, but these days with social media, with everybody kind of saying what, texting and tweeting and messaging what they're thinking and feeling about everything and everyone, I wonder if maybe at times we kind of wish that we were a bit more in the dark about what people are really thinking. It's like, I didn't know you really thought that. <laughs> but you probably noticed in this passage that, that we just read, or that um, Kasia just read for us, that Jesus knew what it was to actually know what people were thinking in their hearts. And that must have been pretty unsettling and surprising for people, for the people that he encountered. Because we see in this passage in Mark that the news had got out that Jesus had been healing people. Um, in chapter 1, it ends with him healing even a man who had leprosy. And now Jesus has got back home, focused on continuing to teach people and meet with them, but he doesn't really want to draw too much attention to himself. But he gets back home, and people are already coming in great numbers to see, to hear, and presumably to get their healing too. And so we've got this one group of people, when they can't get through the front door, they literally break through his roof to make sure that their friend who can't walk can be lowered down in front of him, in front of Jesus, to receive his healing. And Jesus, rather than seeing this as a group of pushy people who refuse to wait their turn like everybody else, Jesus the healer sees this as an act of great faith. This group of people, they believe that Jesus is willing and able to heal. So they just must get this man in front of him. And so maybe it's surprising then that the first thing that Jesus says to the man placed before him is, my friend, son, your sins are forgiven. What was it that Jesus saw in this man that he knew that those were the words that he needed to hear first? Even though this man who can't walk, who couldn't walk, is literally placed in the center of this drama, we don't really hear from him directly. We don't really know what he's thinking in all of this. We don't know how he came to be, as one text says, paralyzed. But we do know, or if you've studied around a bit this, you do know that the thinking then, and sadly, there's still that thinking with us today. The thinking was that for him to be paralyzed in that way, for him to have this disability, to not be able to walk, that must be the result, the direct result of some sin. Maybe his, and if not his, then maybe his parents. So was this perhaps what this man was thinking? I can't walk because I'm such a sinner. 
because of what I did. Now, it's worth noting that at this point, in this passage that we have, we don't see Jesus requiring a confession or some professed repentance from him. But for me, it's as if there's a silent conversation that has already taken place between Jesus the healer and the man to be healed. But as I say that, I really want to tread very, very carefully here. Because Jesus, Jesus never said that all illness or physical difficulty was directly related to sin. That was what most Jews then believed. And it's what some Christians still believe today. But Jesus didn't say that. And yet what he said to this man placed before him for healing was, my friend, son, your sins are forgiven. So maybe, for whatever reason, this man needed to be healed from maybe a weight of guilt, something real or that he felt he'd done. Maybe he needed to be healed from wrong thinking about the reason why he couldn't walk. We may not know for sure, but what is clear is that Jesus the healer truly saw this man who couldn't walk. He saw this man, he truly saw him as a person, a full human being in his full humanity. And Jesus the healer, without any conversation apparently taking place, responds to this man with both forgiveness and physical healing. Now we see that Jesus also without any conversation taking place out loud, he also knows what the religious teachers nearby were thinking. And if I paraphrase them a bit, what they were thinking goes along the lines of, who does this Jesus guy think he is? God? Because actually, well, the religious leaders, teachers, they had indeed rightly recognized that only God has the authority to forgive sins, to say to someone with such authority, your sins are forgiven. And for those religious teachers, their assumption was that, well, Jesus can't possibly be God, so in saying what he said, that's blasphemy. And Jesus knows in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. And that's when he surprises them and everyone there. As another Bible translation puts it, which is simpler to say, I forgive your sins, or say, get up, take your stretcher, and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I'm the Son of Man and authorized to do either or both, he looks at the man and says, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And the man did it, got up, grabbed his stretcher, and walked out with everyone there watching him. Jesus, the healer, can do either or both. And the healing that he brings this man means that the man goes from being carried in on a mat, on a stretcher, to walking out of the place, carrying his mat. The healing that Jesus brings is an enabling, it's an enabling, restoring healing. The man walks out in full view of everyone no more being hidden from view. 
No more struggling to be seen, being overlooked, probably being stepped over, ignored. No more of that for this man. Well, I say that, but actually Mark doesn't tell us what the man goes on to do. But I feel we're left with a kind of air of expectancy. We have that, he gets up, picks up his mat and walks off, and we just get that sense that he's off to do something, something new. So what are we to take away from all of this? That physical healing is always guaranteed, and then life can begin? That if we just have enough faith in Jesus, then everything works out the way we want, in an obvious way. Now, I think that between us all, those of us here and those joining in from home, I think that between us all, we have enough experience of life through our own experiences and through the people that we know and love. We have enough experience of life to realize that life isn't quite as neat and simple as that. And that includes when you do have faith in Jesus. Life still isn't that neat and simple. So, I can't help thinking that indeed, as ever, with Jesus, there's always something deeper going on, something that challenges and unsettles our established ways of thinking, being, and doing in this world. Because Jesus makes that clear again in this encounter with this man when he points out, so that people know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, to confirm that the man's sins are indeed forgiven, Jesus tells the man, get up, take your mat and walk, and the man does it. So in, in this healing, Jesus is also confirming his own deity. Yes, he is God. And in this healing, which is there's forgiveness and this physical healing. Jesus has just taken the lid off what it is to give and receive forgiveness. God's forgiveness doesn't need to happen in the temple after having observed all the religious requirements. It can happen right there in the middle of a crowded house, in the middle of everyday life, in the middle of many people and it brings us a healing that restores us into renewed community with each other and releases us together into new possibilities, into renewed ways of life together. As I see that man getting up, taking his mat and walking, that's the sense that I have, that he's been released into something new and much as life has its complexity, that is something that I still see and experience Jesus doing today, even when the physical healing doesn't occur in the way that we might want. So I just want to close with a prayer that I pray will, God will work in and through that and minister to us all. Loving God, thank you for bringing your healing near to us in the person of Jesus. 
Thank you that Jesus truly sees us and meets us all at our point of need. Help us by your spirit to receive the healing that Jesus brings and to embrace the newness of life that he releases us into. Amen. <laughs>